KPN Report, and I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. We have a new set, a new show format, and we're looking at issues from an in-depth point of view. This show is produced with the idea of looking at community issues through meaningful conversation, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. We're going to have smart conversation right here at my table with some fantastic guests. Our topic tonight is local food. So we're looking at the Local Food Network on Cape Ann, and we have some experts in the house. Well, let me introduce you to our guests. I have Nikki Bogan, Executive Director of the Cape Ann Farmers Market. And the Cape Ann Farmers Market runs at Stage Fort Park from Thursdays from uh, June to October? Yep, to the right. middle of October. Wonderful. October 11th is our last market. Super. And yep. Megan Stratton, uh, Program Director from Backyard Growers. Mm -hmm. And your offices are on Main Street in Gloucester. Yep, 269-271. Great. <laughs> Thank you for being on Cape Ann Report. It's wonderful to have you at our inaugural show with our new set. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having us. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. local food is one of my favorite topics. And I just think that what I've seen over the last several years has been this um, growth of local food, this awareness of local food. And so because the two of you represent both the farmer's market and backyard growers putting um, basically farms in people's backyards. And also we can talk about the farming that's happening on Cape Ann too. Um, Nikki, let's start with you for talking about local. You know, what does local mean to you? And Megan, just jump right in. So we're having yeah. a conversation and uh, let's see where that goes. Well, the farmer's market defines local food as anything grown within 100 miles. Um, and we have a broader reach than other farmers markets because there's not as much agriculture um, right on Cape Ann. So we always take preference over folks from Cape Ann, but we're willing to spread out if it's a product that just isn't made or produced here. Um, I think that a, a good definition for local food, a better definition would be something that's grown in proximity to where you live. So um, you know, same climate, same soil, same, you know, near the sea, or I just think that's a better way of looking at it. Yeah, Megan, yeah. what do you think? Well, I mean, when you talk about local and proximity, we grew up, we put gardens right in people's backyards and right in, in schoolyards and community parks and all sorts of community, community nonprofits. So we're trying to make it as local as possible, um, less because of food miles or kind of another whatever else you want to you want to go for, but more because we want people to see how food is grown and see that they can grow it themselves. So for us, it's all about it being really just right there, visible in your backyard or something you walk by all the time on your way to, to, to the grocery store or to wherever you're going so that you can see things that you maybe have seen before and eaten before, but you've never seen it actually on the plant or actually growing. And I think that just like creates this huge awareness of food. And then it makes you question the rest of your diet, hopefully, and where that's coming from. So for us, local is it's very, very local. And yeah, then in the Yeah, well, and yeah. then in the schools, it's a, little, it's a little funnier because you're trying to get a volume of food. So we help the, the Gloucester Public Schools do their Gloucester Farm to School program and all their Harvest of the Month taste tests. So sometimes we're getting that food from Alprilla or with, right in Essex or see, so I think we got some food from Seaview Farm when Rockport once. We used West Gloucester Orchard for apples. But then sometimes we're going as far as Western Mass. And it's then more what Nikki said about something that's just more regionally appropriate. Like we got butternut squash, which is something you can grow here. And there was just a better distribution network to get it peeled and diced. There's from, just not as much Western land Mass. here to grow food on. Yeah, the population density is just so right. much different. So, 
yeah, there's just not as much, which mm-hmm. you talk about to farmers all the time about like trying to find more land or different yeah. land or farmers who really, people who really want to farm who are really trying to find land around in Essex County. And it's just really tricky because really the land hard, value yeah. is so high. So, so what happens sometimes? I, mean, I know that Tucker Smith, uh, Cedar Rock Gardens, um, he farms on some land that's owned by somebody else. Yes. So there's he, that's happening. Well, he has both. He has his land, and then he has land, and that's right. what a lot lot of farmers do. Maybe they've been lucky enough or fortunate enough to be able to farm on a small family um, piece of land, and then they start to ask people if they can rent or mm-hmm. barter yeah. for another piece of land to extend what they're yeah. doing. Is that what is that what's happening with local farmers? Do you think? Yes. Um, th- Especially here. That. Especially on in right. Cape Ann. Because there's also mm-hmm. just not a lot of chunks of land. Mm-hmm. You know, and also it has to be land that's workable. Right. So you have to be able to irrigate and it has to be pretty yeah. clear. And, you know, so, I mean, it's just, um, it's just, you know, where yeah. you live. Well, I mean, I think a cool thing about um, farming in Gloucester and Wool Cape Ann specifically is that there's a, like a lot of resource sharing that goes on and that sometimes even includes land because they're, they all, like they all know that there's such limited land. So yeah. Yeah. like Iron Ox Farm is now, I think, farming in Topsfield. Yes. But um, he's at the Cape Ann Farmers Market, Alex, and he got his start, at least as Iron Ox Farm, working on some of Cedar Rock's land and also right. working with Plow in the Stars. So, mm-hmm. And then Salt Marsh Farm, which raises animals, raised some of their animals out on Alperla's land because it was just a mutually beneficial arrangement for right. both of them. And, you know, they all know and respect that it's like they can't all have their perfect plots of land. Right. So there's a lot yeah. of sharing in that way. Which yeah. is but really that's really cool. wonderful, building yeah. community. Yeah, I mean, and then they're helping each happening. other out. <clears throat> yeah. And and what about some of our viewers if they've got land? Maybe they, maybe people can, <laughs> if they've got enough land, maybe a farmer can go in there and oh yeah do yeah. something with them. Well, there is an urban model too of um, community supported agriculture where uh, we have actually have a friend who used to do this. He used to find people who had larger backyards in Arlington, and he would say, "If you let me grow food here, um, I will give you a share." And then I will take the extra and use it towards my CSA. And he was really successful doing that's that. Critical. And that's a real urban way of doing it. Arlington, yeah. Mass. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, we're at the height of the growing season right now. Yes. I know my garden, my backyard is just sort of exploding and uh, yeah. it's getting me all excited about the yeah. things that are coming down. But the farmer's market, uh, it's at its height right now. So Yeah, it's exploding too. What's going on there? So much is going on at the Cape Ann Farmer's Market. Um, well, we start the first week in June. Um, this is the first year where all of our farmers have used cold frames, hoop houses, and greenhouses. And so they came with a lot of stuff, be, like right out of the gate, really? which is incredible. So we're really doing more four-season farming um, on Cape Ann, which is awesome. It's just as it should be, you know. Yes. Um, and it's you know, it's not new technology. It's just having kind of the resources or the creativity to figure out mm-hmm. how to grow food in the winter here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty incredible. So that's been great. We have lots of new vendors. We have almost all of our old vendors returning. It's been a really good season. And so far, it's been a really good growing season. There's been some rain. Yeah. There's been lots of sun and good heat, yeah. which is really great. Right. For food. Um, so we're really excited. It's our 11th year. Um, we started with four vendors. We have an average of 36 to 38 vendors every week now. Um, and we feel like we've really become an integrated part of this community where people 
you know, know we're starting in June and just keep coming for our 19, 20-week run. Yeah. It's really blended into our our society around here, right? Yeah. And uh, it's, in, it's in people's minds. It's become a place to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope so. <laughs> it is. It's always packed when I'm over there. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Been, it's been good. And it's been, you know, it's um, taken a long time. It has taken a long time. Really this is one long of the things time. that are, I mean, it, local food has been, you know, we, we hear about it. We sort of always have heard about it in one way or another. Gloucester is a, a, a food hub in itself uh, for hundreds of years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fishing industry. It's known for food. Yeah. Um, but this idea of local food as it, it's, it's um, come into more of the awareness of our area um, and it's here. And uh, it's so important to have a farmer's market. I mean, it's exploded across the country, farmer's markets. Yes. And yeah. it's, it's such a critical thing to have here. Yes. Yeah. People ask a lot, like, kind of how the school garden stuff or, like, the community garden stuff goes over in Gloucester because Gloucester, like, you know, I mean, I'm not from here, but it definitely has, like, people either just know the beaches or do they just know the fishing. But I always felt like the fact that, like what you're saying, Gloucester has always been a food hub, that it really has lent itself to people understanding that it matters where your food comes from and it matters who grows it or who catches it or who raises it. And I think that that's just been like a really obvious connection for people. And like there's something that really deep that people connect to with Mm -hmm. that, just like how our city is structured and that that is being very focused on around food. And there's just a lot of people especially as we started to work more and more with seniors in the community who have always gardened. And it's not necessarily us bringing gardens back to them. It's just maybe they're in a different place now and they don't have their old garden or they used to, they have one gardener who um, used to, like grew up on a farm and now just like doesn't really have, can't really build her own garden, lives in a small, small lot in downtown. So Mm -hmm. we built her a four by eight raised garden bed last year and she just like, she I mean, like the garden was great, it was beautiful, and she was just so happy to have that outlet again. And there's so much knowledge, either of of growing, but also of cooking, and all of this food culture with people all over the place. And once you start doing it, like there's a guy around right on the edge of Burnham's Field where we also have two community gardens, which are crazy and beautiful right now. And there's a guy right over the fence who has has his own beautiful garden. Who he's he's had as long as we had, uh, like an old like as long as we've had gardens there, he's been doing his thing, and he's clearly just like so into it and has like his own tricks and he'll like pass things over the fence and like yell tips out and stuff like that so it's really cool it really taps into this so at Burns Field you've got community gardens uh, people are are taking care of those gardens and they're growing that yes Uh, what happens can anybody go up to the garden and take a zucchini no. Or is it just for the Don't folks take who a zucchini. No, no. So <laughs> it is, most of our, it's, it's funny, people ask that all the time, um, especially because backyard growers, like we grow, we put gardens in people's backyards. Yeah. So people, that's their food. So we don't see, we don't, we don't take any of that. Um, and then the community gardens, um, we have one at Action that goes right directly into their programming. And then we have one at the Open Door that they use in their programming. Burnham's Field is one of the ones that is more of like what you think of when you think community gardens. So there's, you know, you can sign up and be on the, it's full now, but you can, it's always, there's always changeover, but you do sign up and you have your plot and you're responsible for it. Oh, I see. It's and like a victory get, garden. Yeah. So it's in that old model mm-hmm. that they still have in lots and of places. there used to be one places. in Mainsville too, right? The there Mainsville is one. We're garden. not, we don't help manage. That's yeah. one of the ones we don't help manage, but, um, but yeah, so I mean, people have their own boxes and they, people get very, um, 
they have a lot of pride in their gardens. Like a territorial over I don't there. Th- I wouldn't say territorial, <laughs> but your tomato, is in my, you know, right. your tomato was right. in my thing. I own that one. Right. No, no. People don't get territorial about it in that way. But just there's one guy who grows like all these beautiful hot peppers and like his garden is just like hot oh, peppers yeah. down and he's just like really into it and he shares them like he, you know, he yeah. has that many hot peppers. And then there's um, families who are immigrant families who brought seeds with them when they came and they have. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, I we that. really try to make sure that people aren't dipping into each other's gardens because people, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, that's why food is so, it's is very, so important. It's so cool because people are really deeply connected to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it can have all these feelings of like home or of growing up and growing food with you and with your family. And it's so we try not to make sure that people have their space. And, yeah. and, and the it. wonder of uh, vegetables and any kind of other um, you know, even fruit, you can grow it in containers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's portable. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that you need a garden space in your backyard. It's nice to have, but you, you could have it on your porch. Yeah. yeah. I had a, my son's piano teacher. She had lettuces all along the, her back deck. Oh, that's nice. Right. <laughs> Just to go out and do her cutting. Yeah. 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 It's very, you know, it's funny when you were telling about stories and when we first started, um, I think it was even before the Backyard Growers Program, I can't remember, we we started to put in a few beds in McPherson Park, and there was a woman who came out, so we started to place her bed, and she said, no, 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 it doesn't get enough sun there. She said, I've been studying it, I know. And what she told us was that her father, who was a fisherman from Portugal, it was like he grew a special garden just to have everything he needed to accompany his fish and his recipes. Mm -hmm. And she was going to do exactly the same thing. She didn't want any of the seedlings we brought. She made me go back and get her a different kind of kale and a certain kind of tomato. It was really, Mm -hmm. but it was amazing. And she knew, like, I learned a lot from her about how to place a garden. So it is really, I mean, food in general, I just think is so... um, so tied in emotionally with family and yeah. community and where you're from. Right. Um, yeah. So. Which is, I mean, something on our, like, so I work well with most of our school programs, but that's something we're trying to cultivate with the kids is that it's something that the school community cares about. And, like, obviously mm-hmm. trying to get parents and grandparents and families involved in that as much as possible, but creating these spaces that are food-producing spaces so that then this whole cohort of kids, because we work with pre-K through seventh grade and also the whole ninth grade and soon hopefully the eighth grade and everyone else but um so as they're going through it's something that like they've been doing with their classmates with their peers their whole lives now so I think Lila's class is the ninth the going going to be juniors. juniors they were the first class I think that had it so they're yeah. all growing up with this thing where it's it's I mean also you always have a kid when you're around the garden it's like I have a garden with my mom or like I have a garden with my grandma and that's like all really awesome but um, they're also just going to have it with their peers, which is really yep. cool, I hope. We'll oh, see. no, it we'll is. See. It, it, it oh, is. Totally. totally. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Really. I just, I'm just i really excited yeah. to see like, what 16, the impact is. they don't is. think it's cool, they will when they're <laughs> hoping they come back 20. around, right? They'll come yeah, back around. They'll, yeah, they'll yeah. remember. Yeah. How, uh, what are you finding with um, the children that you're working for? Do, with do, Are you finding that trans, um, transfer to home? Yeah. Are they bringing it home and the, they're starting gardens? Yeah, I mean, we have people come in a lot um, to the shop and to the, the storefront and they kind of see it and they like see the logo and they like kind of, and they're like, oh, you're like, you're the people who are doing that gardening stuff with the kids and like you're in my class classroom and like my kid eats salad because of you or like 
we get that actually a lot, which is really cool. Or like, you know, my kid won't stop talking about the green monster smoothies that you guys do, which is like a spinach smoothie and stuff like that. And we've actually also, so now in the past, uh, well, River, Riverdale, we've had a garden there for, for quite a while, but we have Riverdale and Willowwood and they've been like really focused gardens for us in the past year. So they're at Gloucester Housing Authority sites and we've been working in the schools um, in depth probably for about five years. So we have like a first grade program. We hit all the first graders. We also have each, every kid K-5 grows two crops a year. So we're hitting, we're, we're connecting with all of these kids, but mm-hmm. um, we have a few kids who live at those housing authority sites now who come to the gardens and they have their own garden beds that they're very responsible for and they're very serious about. And they have been growing in client school. So then they are like showing our service members and our volunteers and our mentors at those sites. They're like, oh no, like we know how to plant salad. Like we've been, we, we're good. Like we know Got how to do And it's really <laughs> funny. It's like very sassy. And like our, we, like our service members come back and they're like, well, they don't need us. But it's really cool because the kids have been doing it over and over again and they do it correctly too. Like they're doing it well. And that's yeah. been a really cool thing too with having, like I've been here for like four years. When we first started it, we had to like really play with how to get them to plant it and now we had such a huge harvest this year and it was a great growing year but we grew hundreds of pounds of salad and I think it's because they're really better at planting it and they're just like getting better at it so it just grows really well now and they're skilled really good. It's great. What, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is uh, sort of a myth debunking because um, the farmers market the price, <clears throat> of, food. The price of food at the <laughs> farmers market and Lots of people need to look at the price of food. Really, yeah. it, it, they have to. There might be on. Most a, of us. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, yeah. People might be on fixed incomes. Um, <clears throat> people might not even think that the farmers market is a place for them. Right. How how do you address that from a farmers market perspective? Well, I want to say that <laughs> I think, um, especially in our area when farmers markets first started and we first started 11 years ago, food actually was more expensive. Um, Growing food was really expensive and that translated into actually what we would call the real price of food. Um, Right, true cost. True cost, which is a little different than what you find in the supermarket. (laughs) But when you have a food budget or you have just a certain amount of food dollars, it doesn't matter. So, um, but what's happened is because um, growing practices have been more streamlined, there's a lot more people doing it. Um, I think that a lot of people have been working and farming their land for a while, which definitely makes it cost effective. You can grow a lot more once your Mm -hmm. land is is, um, ready to go. The prices have come down, and now what we really see is it's the same price as the supermarket. You don't need, it's not like a Whole Foods experience, sorry. You can really go <laughs> and get your um, grocery bag filled, and you can also use EBT, SNAP, WIC, and Senior Farmers Market coupons um, at the farmer's market. And now Massachusetts has had something for two years. This is a second season called the Healthy initiative with healthy incentives program healthy incentives program hip which essentially you get 40 to 60 dollars depending on your um yeah <laughs> if you are a snap ebt user you're automatically eligible for this program and it's 40 60 or 80 dollars depending on your family size right. and it's i mean you go and you to fantastic the fantastic program yeah it's amazing it's incredible. you go and you you get your produce from a farmer and immediately within seconds the money gets rolled back into your account Mm-hmm. so that it's essentially free for that month. The Which 40, is great, yeah. though, because it is essentially free food, I mean, like, functionally. Yeah. And then, but the farmers are still getting paid. 
So the right. fa- so it's 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 and actually brought so much money, like hundred yes. thousands of dollars yeah. being spent with farmers and farmers markets, which is incredible. I mean, it's like yeah. So and you can use that. I mean, just so you know, if you um, you can use that at farmers markets, mobile markets, and farm stands. You just can't use it in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. So it's been amazing. In fact, it's been so successful that they used three years worth of budgeting in the first year, and now they're trying to figure out how to keep the program yeah. going. That's wonderful. It's really yeah. been amazing. It's, it's really a great, a great yes. program and. Uh, for low-income folks who yes. who have this option to go to we have the farmers had, market, people are so excited because yeah. yes. they just can get all of their produce, all of their fruits and vegetables, Great. and they still can use their EBT SNAP yes. at the market for other things like honey or maple syrup or bread yeah. or cheese, you know yeah. cheese, beautiful foods that yeah. they can. It, so it's been great. Um, and the other thing we have at the market is we offer a five dollar incentive. So each time you run your EBT card. Um, each week you get an extra $5 to spend at the market. So I feel like with all of those programs offsetting what could be a higher price or more just organic is always more expensive. It's just more expensive to grow. That really helps to level the playing field. Yeah. So when you're at the supermarket and you're looking at the cost of potatoes. Oh, well, first of all, the cost that you're (laughs) seeing, we could talk about this for a long time. So first... No way was it that cheap for the farmer to grow their food in the first place, whatever you're seeing. 99 cents a pound. Right, they're getting subsidized, and actually your tax dollars are paying for that. So that's the first thing. It's not not real. But what also happens is you see the price, and you say, oh, great, 99 cents a pound, and you buy your five beautiful potatoes, and you walk out of the store. And what you don't realize is you've probably paid $8 for those five potatoes. But when you're at the farmer's market, it's such a more intimate experience and you're usually purchasing one or two things that it really is in your face. I have just paid $8 for these five potatoes. So it's good because it really gets you thinking about <laughs> food. Yeah. But it also, it's, you know, we have people who go, oh my God, that's crazy. I said it's actually the same price as any of the supermarkets here. Yeah. It's yeah. just you're not so aware. It's know? it's just the, the the tricks that your mind plays on yes. you, and mm-hmm. especially with costs. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that, um, you know, this potato rather than that yeah. potato because yes. it's a little bit cheaper. But in the end, yeah. it's really better to go to the farmers market and buy your produce because it's local. And while a lot of supermarkets are featuring local food, it's just not the same, and you really don't know yeah. where it's from. Yeah. The miles that those travel. Also, yeah, your well, money is going back into the local economy. I mean, that's a at the farmers discussion. market. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah any local discussion. store that you shop in, it's yeah. so important. I mean, that money helps to um, keep our community going, and right. it provides jobs that have tremendous outreach. Like if you think that the money you spend at the farmers market helps to pay all of the salaries of the vendors and then that leads to advertising and accountants and bookkeepers and lawyers and I mean before you know it you realize that your one food dollar about 98 cents of it has gone trickled back in when you go to a big chain store you're lucky I think it's like 30 cents may come back into Mm -hmm. the community economic multiplier Mm -hmm. for way less than that but yeah yeah. well and I mean then there's like the just like the very simple fact of like you buy something from Tucker or Noah or Sophie or Elise or Alex. You Local ask farmers. Them. Or Bob yeah. Marshall can yeah, see you. You, you yeah, ask them how they grew it. You ask them how they raised their animal, how they grew their yeah. potatoes, how they dug them. Right. Like that there's oxen out at Alperla growing food, right. which is like cool. But also you know, they know the soil. They know what's in it. They know what they're spraying on it. If they're probably not spraying anything mm-hmm. on it. like they And right. it's just like that right. is like very powerful to know right. exactly what happened to your food. Yeah. Like last week, one of our farmers, he usually... He, um, Seaview Farm has um, his own beef 
and he makes right. burgers at the market and he wasn't there last year making his burgers and I said where's I said to his wife where is he and she's like he's haying and that was it like that was the time he had to do it right yeah. it's really good to think about you have to make hay when the sun shines yeah, exactly. it's literally true yes yeah <laughs> yeah so um I I think that generally this community like Megan said I think it's I mean because of fishing and because we have people that came over and brought so many traditions with them, real mm-hmm. agricultural traditions. Yeah. Even though we don't have a lot of open space here, people are really focused on food, growing their own food, and having access to local food. They really care. Yeah. Um, well, and like even now, like especially we see a lot in the schools, like new waves of people who are from who like who are Portuguese speaking and are from Brazil or like South America, like all these different places. We'll go into the school schools with like potatoes or carrots, and be like, oh, like we grew that on my farm, and like. So then it's like, they're little kids. You're like, really, though? But then they're like, oh, yeah, like, we have a farm in Brazil, and it's like this, and it looks like this, yeah. and there's chickens, and there's all of this, so and it's so much intact, and they're really excited that then they have an outlet that they can do that, or that they're like, oh, wait, there's gardens in Riverdale. Like, could I have one? Like, can yeah. I do this, like, here, too? And yeah. it's it's really cool, and it's something that I think is, like, in Gloucester's history, but it's also, like, successively happening yep. continually, that people yep. have just strong connections yep. to food. It's just an important part of our mindscape. It's part. It's yeah. so nurturing. It's nurturing yeah. just even to think about it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's it's, a, it's it's good for you too. I mean, gardening is so good for you, and it, yeah. it allows you an outlet, but it also allows you to grow things, which is and to be outside. Yeah, to be outside and engaging in your earth, and yeah. that's in your yard and, and with your community. I mean, that happens a lot, especially at our community gardens. But even just like people grow, once they learn how to really grow a lot of food in four by eight space, you can barely eat it all. And then they're like, oh yeah. yeah like I give it to the, the mailman when he's walking by. Right. I give it to like my neighbors. I give it to whoever. Or yeah, trading. Yeah, yeah, and trade. like, I do a lot of trading. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I might so have to cool. trade some zucchini. I might. Have to <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, no, like, everyone, it's always the zucchini. Really zucchini. I have a million yeah. recipes. Well, I, I also want to pull us back to the Food Network because yeah. it's it's here and it's it's vital. It's mm-hmm. vital for us to know as New Englanders that we've got this pretty wide um, uh, food network and a regional food hub that is is humming along. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important to Cape Ann. How do you all stay connected? You know, what about this how? network? I don't know. How. We all I mean, do know each just, other. I would like to very... think the farmer's market connects everyone. <laughs> it's definitely you do a know place. each other. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and the network is wide and great. Uh, how do you, yeah. how do you, how does this, how is it working that you're all connecting together? And, and what are some of the challenges? Uh, how can you be stronger in the last couple of minutes that we have oh, on yeah. the show here? Well, I mean, I will say, I think, at least for me, the farmer's market is the place where I meet everyone who's even interested or thinking about farming or yeah. food or creating food. And, yeah. Um, well, and even farms who have who were at the farmer's market as vendors when they were a little bit smaller, like Alprilla, like right. then you know right. they're connected to all those people and they stop yeah. by when they can when they're not Branches. paying or doing whatever yeah. they need to be doing. But I mean, it really is very cool. I mean, it's I mean, I'm not from Gloucester, so like for me, it is like a little bit like mystifying. But like everyone does know each other. Yes, and it's true. <laughs> I mean, so there's just that. But then I mean, there's like you know, pigeon coat ferments to go like away from farming a little bit. Like they're you know really close to where we currently are, and like they buy so much cabbage from Alprilla and they're just friends and yeah. like they know each other and they've known each other for a long time and I think Alprilla's sold grains to him before yeah. and stuff like that so well this is what I was going to say yeah I mean it's you know now so many of the local food producers are now selling to restaurants and that's what a lot of area restaurants are sourcing um I will say that I think more people in Gloucester and Rockport and our surrounding communities they need to 
to really support the folks who are growing and making this food. Um, it's really important. It's it's I think it's like yeah, you well, know, and it's critical to support. I mean, like, where keep you spend an, your food dollars. Yeah, well, and keep an eye on things like HIP, like, because the funding ran out, and if there wasn't, there was a, a large public people. People really wanted that program to continue because they thought that it was we good for, hard for it. yeah, it was good for residents, and it was good for yeah. SNAP users, and it was good for farmers, and it was good for the local community because you have all these thousands of dollars that are circulating in the economy. Then, so yeah. supporting things like that, it is really critical. Or, I mean, yeah. Yeah. when there's like land up for rezoning yeah. and stuff like that, like yeah. it's just really important to be tuned in. Yep. Well, thank you both for being on the show. It's been a great conversation thank about you. local food and the local food network. And you're right. We need to support our farmers, our local farmers market, backyard growers is yeah. just doing so, uh, so such a great work out there in both the schools and in the community. Yeah. Um, and go local food. Go I, local food. Go local oh, yeah. food. If we I can say one more plug, every time you grow food or you buy local food, you are conserving open space you are right. you know yeah. using your food dollars really well you are helping um to keep our local economy mm -hmm. thriving well nikki bogan megan stratton <laughs> thank you so much thanks for tuning in until the next time on cape Bain report take care